0: you know there ain't no rest for the wicked money not grow on trees we got bills to pay we got to feed. what's going on everybody and welcome back to frantic thoughts the most unexceptional gaming and geek culture podcast on this world wide web yes i changed it up just a hair for y'all today i am doing the podcast it's still right by my desk but I'm standing, facing my brand new shelves that I had built. So I decided I wanted to stand this episode. I feel like s- sitting all the time, kind of, I don't know, I just feel like standing. And uh, kind of gives me a little more energy. I feel like I can like do some hand motions and stuff and put a little more energy into my speaking when I stand. So, like always, we split this podcast into three different sections. The first one being... What's Happening? So, in What's Happening, we just talk about my week and what I've been doing. So, this week, I beat the Destiny 2 campaign. So, I have a lot of thoughts on Destiny. I found it to be a pretty entertaining game. And when I say found, you're probably like, you just finished the campaign, that's it. That's the beginning of the adventure for most people. For me, I don't know if I want to continue with Destiny 2. I like the gameplay and the shooting's a lot of fun. the The boss fights were a lot of a really good time. My cat is interrupting again. It's going to become tradition after a while. Um, let's see. I had the I like the gunplay. I love the loot grind. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I love the social aspect of the game, and I like that they added a a form of matchmaking to the game, which is pretty cool. Uh, you can join up if you need a team. You can join up with a team of three and you can do your nightfall which is kind of like a mission that's a little bit more difficult they have these things called strikes right so you go in with three other people and you do like this uh, I'd say like kind of like a dungeon in an MMO or an RPG you go into there and you defeat all the monsters and bosses and you end up sorry my cat is gonna knock over my camera and my mic so I was just trying to stop her. Hey. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> Try not to do anything else crazy, so I don't have to start over. <laughs> anyway, um, it's like a dungeon. You go in there with your with the three people. You can have your friends, or you can do uh, this matchmaking system they have, where you pick a card like this uh, pass thing. I forget what it's called. Guided games. That's what it is. Guided game pass. You can. Be uh be somebody a part of a group that guides somebody through something, or you can be a guided person. So you can go in there and you can play with three people. Uh, the basic strike you don't need that pass. You just join up and you can match make with three other people. It's very basic. You get just you get some rare loot, but not legendary loot, which is another one above that tier. Uh, you can maybe get possible one or two legendary items out of that. So. The nightfall is the more intensive version of that so this stuff starts to get complicated when you start talking about destiny it's there's so many things and so many systems and so many things you can do in the game that it just starts to sound like mumbo jumbo if you don't actually play the game so I'm just gonna keep this stuff short because I know this lingo isn't very uh, known unless you play the game so we have the nightfall which you go in there, and you matchmake with your guided game pass. And in that, you get your legendary thing. It's kind of like a strike, but a lot more difficult in a different section with be- harder bosses, harder bo- um, mobs to fight. Why you grind all the way up? So, when you finish the game, you should be around uh, level 20, right? That's your character's level, your XP. As you get XP, you level that up. But your gear has its own leveling. And it can go up to 305, I think, but when you level up your gear, basically it includes your guns, damage, your your armor, everything, and it does a point value to that. So when you beat the game, it should be around 200 uh, power, and you need 280, no, I think it's 260, I don't, I'm not sure, to get to the raid, and you can get really crazy good weapons out of that. That thing could take hours and hours if you don't know what you're doing. And if you do, it could still take hours. It's a long process, and you have to have a coordinated team. Even if you do a guided game, you need a coordinated team to beat it. So for me, I don't know if I want to do the grind to get my power level up to the point where I can do the raid. I enjoy the game, but there's so much other stuff coming out. And for me, I I might jump in here and there and play that game off and on. But for me, I think I'm pretty much done with Destiny until some other big expansion comes out. I did. I put like 15-20 hours into it. I had a good time with it. But I know it's there in the background. When I need something quick to jump into and do a couple of little missions, I'll play it. I'm not in love with this game like a lot of people are. But I had a lot of fun with it. It was good. So, Destiny 2, that's about all with that. I started Uncharted The Lost Legacy. And... I love Uncharted seri- the the entire Uncharted series, uh, It's it has some not amazing moments, but I feel like in general the whole entire arc from 1 to 4 was a really good experience and it has a lot of really awesome set, pe- set pieces and great character work and actually has decent acting in it too. Um, I'm playing this, it's like a DLC, it's like a glorified DLC, I bought an actual disc version of this so that was pretty cool. And I popped it in, downloaded it. I played it for probably like four hours, three or four hours. Uh, if you got, if anybody's played it, you know where I'm at. I'm at where there's an actual open world area in the game, which is really cool. Uh, they haven't really done this before in an uncharted game, so there are multiple sections you can go to and uh, complete little puzzles and little, I don't you know, combat scenarios and stuff. But it's in this giant. I want to say it's giant. It's kind of open world, but there are limits to the world. So it's a semi-open world area, but it's probably the most open world that Uncharted's been in doing this process, playing this part of this game. actually made me think that an open world Uncharted game would actually work. It would be really cool. Um, I love the graphics for the game as well. I didn't. I don't know if I said that, but I feel like if they had this giant world, kind of like a Far Cry thing, where you can go to different areas and do missions for different people, it, it could work for an Uncharted game. Um... I'm not going to spoil Uncharted 4, but with another character that's introduced in there, maybe with her as the lead instead of a, of Nathan Drake. I'm not sure, but could be a lot of fun. So that game's cool. I'm looking forward to playing through that. I think it's only like seven hours, so I'm about halfway done with it. Um, Cuphead comes out this week. The Super Nintendo Classic comes out this week. Um, I do not I don't know if I'm going to get a Super Nintendo Classic. I refused to pre-order it because I actually tried to pre-order the Super Nintendo Classic at work when they put it out a few weeks ago. I don't know if I talked about this, but I tried my hardest to get myself a pre-order, you know, in in time. It, the one win- the limited window was so short and I was at work, so I'm just trying to do this really quick on my phone. It didn't work, so I didn't get one. So hopefully there's enough allotment for me just to go in my car. I think it's Friday, so I work Friday, so hopefully in my car, I, I should be able to go in my car right right when I get off, drive over to Best Buy, and say I want a Super Nintendo Classic and get one. If I can't, I can't. Whatever. I'm not I'm not uh, frustrated. I'm not going to stress about it. But if I get one, I get one. But I know eventually I will get one because I really want one. Um, I was reading some news and apparently it plays Yoshi's Island perfectly, and uh, Star Fox. Because this is the first time that the Super FX chip chip has officially been uh, emulated the proper way, the right way. They actually licensed the chip back out so they can make this little mini console work properly. So that's going to be cool. Uh, It does change some things of the gameplay. Like in Yoshi's Island, there's a level called Touch, Fuzzy, Get Dizzy. If you play it on an emulator, the level will still warp. I'm doing like a little hand gesture. But it will not look proper and it will pixelate out here and there. If you play it with the Super Super FX chip, it does it perfectly. 60 frames per second. Perfectly nice and smooth and it looks beautiful. So, it's not a huge difference. It doesn't really change the game that much. But for me, it's like... This is the best emulated version of Yoshi's Island that's ever been out, and that's one of my favorite platformers. I feel like I need to do a video on that game specifically to explain why I feel like it is up there in the top echelon of platformers. I think it is probably in the top 10 platformers ever. And that system has so many good games on it, that little uh, Super Nintendo classic, that it, it feels worth it to me to own it just because it's cool to have and um, yeah, that's about it for what's been happening. I built some shelves from Ikea. I have a lot of fun building shelves. That's one of my favorite things to do. I know it sounds weird. I love building things with my hands. It's really, it's cathartic to me. I, I feel like it's an enjoyable experience, right? You get your box of whatever it is and you put it together and when you're done, it looks great. And you know, it's like, I did that. Even if you don't get something from a box and build it, you say, oh, I got this wood. I made myself a birdhouse. Or I made myself this really nice chest that's sanded down and stained. It's a, it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, I don't do it that often. It's not something I would consider a hobby. But when I do it, I have a great time with it. So building the shelves, I had to actually get some brackets and bracket these things to the wall because they are cheap shelves um we are planning I don't know how long we're gonna stay in this apartment I don't know how long we're gonna stay in this state so for me I didn't want to spend a ton of money on shelves that could possibly break in a cross-country move or even just a regular move I just wanted to say okay these shelves are affordable and I can you know have my stuff in a nice organized fashion I don't have to look at a pile of crap all the time it's still kind of a pile of crap behind me but I'm organizing it, and slowly but surely, it looks really good. And when, once I put all my game collection over here, I'm like, "Well, wow, my game collection isn't that big compared to a lot of the people I've seen on YouTube." But for me, it feels really good because, like three or four years ago, we—I didn't have a game collection like at all. I had like 15 PS3 games because I had a PS3, and that was in my PC, and I was happy. I, I would have been happy with that still. But I got into collecting and it's been a, a lot of fun and I actually if I think about it I I used to c- collect steam games. I have over 300 steam games I would just buy steam games all the time just to have them um, I know that's not the same and I know that's like t- Taboo to some people to say oh you collect digital games because that's not really collecting because it's not on a shelf Really Hey Do you, I'm sure you hear that that's frustrating like come on my cat is screaming <laughs> anyway hopefully she stops in a second otherwise I'm gonna have to edit this I think she stopped okay but I know it's taboo to say that collecting digital games isn't is actually a collection to me it is because I spent money on it and I could look at that list and I can play those games anytime I want to play them and I know that quote unquote it's quote unquote renting it and i'm just i have the right i have a license to play the game until they take it away from me i know that that's a thing but steam is a very viable platform it's popular and they haven't had this happen yet and it's been over a decade so over a decade i think i kind of went down when i talked there for a second anyway it's been over a decade since steam's been around and no one's had a problem with digital games so for me it feels like a pretty solid collection, and I'm proud to have it, but I ended up collecting uh, actual physical media, and slowly but surely, over the last three or four years, I have over 500 games, and I have, I don't know, maybe 20 consoles, and it feels nice, and right, right now I have, like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eight or nine, maybe ten systems hooked to my uh, TV, easily swap in and out. If you count the Retro on five, that's another eight consoles so say 15 consoles I can play right now just push a couple buttons maybe swap a cord or two I think maybe only one thing has where I need to swap a cord and that's the plug the Wii U in that's it Uh, because I only got one switcher I thought it was a six switcher but it was a five so anyway the long and short of it I built new shelves and I love them (laughs) so that's what's been happening this week and I feel like I've been going a long time already I can actually look 15 minutes on what's happening. So, I'm going to kind of just go through the news real quick. I only have a few things to talk about. And I only have a short topic this week. I don't want to go too deep into any of these, but I have it on my phone. I'm standing. So, I figured this would be a good way to do it. So, let's see what we have pulled up here. The first thing I wanted to talk about, I already know what it is. It's right here. It's this graphic that EA put out. Oh, wait. I completely forgot. I just wanted to jump into news so fast that I forgot the most important part of it. The intro. The, 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 the news of interest. The news of interest. Here we go. Yeah, with the little cheesy music in the background. I have to do it. I have to. So I'm glad I I remembered. Because I would have had to edit it in later on and I would have felt stupid. So I remembered. Kind of. But, yeah, EA put out this chart for Battlefront 2. So, I'm going to pull this up bigger on my phone. Let's turn it sideways here so I can actually see this thing. It, it's it's kind of crazy to look at, right? So, there's this graphic that they put out. Comparing Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefront, the names are similar. Battlefront, which is a Star Wars game that came out in 2015. It was a reboot of the franchise. And it was multiplayer only, right? And in that game they had four locations right the new one that's coming out has a yellow line for I think it's either yellow or green line for single-player this includes single-player and multiplayer they have 18 locations and that's really cool because it's all three eras of Star Wars so next up they have the heroes on the second line here it says the Battlefront 1 had six heroes Battlefront 2 has 14 heroes which In this game, in the original game, you kind of randomly got dropped to become heroes. In this one, you can actually use it as a perk system, and you can become Luke with a lightsaber, Yoda, whatever, and have a good time. A lot of fun. This game actually seems fun to me. I'm I'm, I'm kind of excited about a good Star Wars game. I hope it's good, because the campaign looks insane. So here we go. We've got vehicles, right? First game, 11. And then get this, get this. Almost four times... The amount of vehicles in this new game, 39 vehicles, and that's in in the campaign and the multiplayer that you can experience these vehicles. And in the new game, they have space battles, and then they have the storyline that's between the original 80s, 70s saga. You know, after uh, Jet, the Return of the Jedi, after that, and then before no, not Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. What am I thinking? <laughs> after that, after that movie, and it's between. There's a thirty year gap between that and Force Awakens, which came out 2015. Let me breathe for a second. I am not breathing. <laughs> uh, there's a thirty year gap there. So this is following a a troop that is an Empire based troop. Is, is troop the right word? I don't know. But a group. Uh, or just say group. It rhymes with troop. Why not? There's a group of people. Headed by one person, played by an actor Janina Grenard. I cannot say that last name. I'm sorry, I butchered it. I know she will never listen to this, so I'm gonna move on. <laughs> uh, but it's 30 year ga- that whole 30 year gap is gonna be ex- is gonna have a storyline following this Empire uh, group that saw the second Death Star explode over this planet that they're on fighting on, and uh, it it sounds pretty cool because it's gonna follow the storyline of this imperial you know group that goes 30 years between it's basically going to fill in the gap between the two movies so that sounds exciting to me like that hasn't been explored in any other canon inside of this star wars universe yet so i'm looking forward to playing the campaign of battlefront 2 at least because that looks really cool but the fact that they're adding all this stuff to the multiplayer is kind of like a make good for the first game because i bought the first game and i was really disappointed because i played like I don't know, 10 hours, and I started getting bored. I unlocked everything, I played every single map like 100, it felt like 100 times each. It was very shallow, there was not much to do. So I'm glad that they're listening to fans, I wish they would have just waited another year. I know they wanted to put that game out when Force Awakens came out, but they should have waited another year, had all the DLC they put out for free with the main game. And just added it all together you know and it would have been more of a full experience because I played Battlefront the original after a while with the DLC on PC like they had this little unlock for a weekend you could play all the DLC for free I tried it out it was cool because there was a like I don't know maybe 10 more locations all together so that's exciting the other thing that's exciting about this game I feel like I'm shilling for it now but I'm just kind of stoked for it, it sounds cool uh, it's free DLC so I buy the game and it's kinda like a borderlands I'm not borderlands borderlands will come up later that's wow that was bad it's kinda like overwatch <laughs> where they do free updates but they have like a uh, cosmetic things you can buy in, in packs and stuff to make your character bad, better which every game that's online has now so me complaining about it a couple episode uh, a couple episodes ago means nothing it's not gonna stop it's the reality of the situation so Anyway, I'm getting that game for the campaign, at least. The multiplayer might be fun. I'm excited to see what they come up with. So next up we got our free games. Let's see. We got our Xbox Live Games with Gold li- lineup this month coming up, which has God Home Console Edition, which for me, the game was kind of ruined for me. Someone kind of told me the story. So, I didn't get to experience and discover everything, I kind of knew what was happening, so the game kind of got ruined for me. Um, It's a walking simulator, which, if you don't know what that is, you just kind of walk and you discover things in the environment, and you learn the story from the environment. It's a pretty cool game, actually. It's it's a fascinating take on an an interactive story. So we got that, and we got the Turing Test, which I feel like Player 2 from the Cartridge Club actually recommended to me. I'm pretty sure when we were talking about Portal that he actually recommended that game to me. I could be wrong. It was it, it, it. might not have been that one, but I know this game is just like Portal, and I've heard a lot of things about it. So I'm actually excited to try it, and I get it for free. Why not? Well, free with quotes. I had to pay a subscription to get gold on Xbox, but whatever. Um, Xbox 360 compatible games. We got Rayman 3 HD. Not bad and Medal of Honor airborne which I haven't played but I missed the Medal of Honor so- series it's a great series so maybe I'll give it a spin and then we got our PlayStation Plus for October coming up we got uh, th- I think this lineup is pretty killer guys we got a really good collection here we got Metal Gear Solid 5 the Phantom Pain which this game blew my mind in 2015. It was one of the it's one of the deepest games I've played. It's one of the best open world games ever made. There's so much intricate detail in every single section of this game. There's so the AI is pretty damn good too, and there's so many cool and creative ways you can go through the environment of Metal Gear Solid 5. It's a great game. So having that for free, you guys. If you haven't played it, download it, try it out. It's a great game. There are going to be some story things at the beginning and be like what the fuck but <laughs> it's a great game anyway and if you like Metal Gear you're gonna love it because it has that style Amp to hundred. it's more about the gameplay in this one than the story which is kind of backwards for Metal Gear but it's appreciated and it's a great game check it out we got Amne- the Amnesia collection which I've never played the sequels to Amnesia but I do remember the first one and it was okay I thought it was okay uh, it's a little like in your face jump scary but it's a cool cool for free why not and then we got PlayStation 3. We got Monster Jam Battlegrounds, eh. Hustle Kings, eh. PlayStation Vita. We got Hue, which actually I've heard some good things about. I think it's like a puzzle platformer or puzzle game. And then Sky Force Anniversary. I have no idea what that is, but that's a really solid lineup. I think I think PlayStation Plus this year has been pretty great. They had Just cost 3. They got Metal Gear Solid 5. I think they've been doing pretty damn good the last few months. So I got one more story. It's a little bit complicated, but I don't want to go too deep into it. We got the Battle f- Battlegrounds people calling out Fortnite, which is a game by Epic. They did the same style of mode. If you haven't heard of Battlegrounds, okay? You're 100 people on a map, you got to be kill them all, survive, be the last player standing basically. It's a multiplayer. It's actually it's a multiplayer game and it's a lot of fun to play. Because it's really tense. This does tense situations really, really well. So what happened is Fortnite is kind of like a building sur- survival game. They just put out something called Fortnite Battlegrounds. And it's a similar thing. You're in a 100 people match. And, but this one has building in it. So that's a little different. But it's a similar thing. So what happened is the Battleground developers. <coughs> Battleground. Did you hear that voice crack? It was horrible. <laughs> uh, the Battleground developers, they're calling them out for um, being copied in Fortnite. So here's the quote. We've had an an ongoing relationship with Epic Games through unknown Battlegrounds development as they are the creators of Unreal Engine 4, the engine we licensed for the game, Bluehole Vice President Chang Ham Kim said in a press release. After listening to the growing feedback from our community and reviewing the gameplay for ourselves, we are concerned that Fortnite be, may be replicating the experience for Player Unknown Battlegrounds is known. And he kept going. We have also noticed that the Epic Games references Player Unknown's Battleground in the promotion for Fortnite to their community and in communications with the press. This was never discussed with us, and we don't feel that it's right. And they are contemplating further action. So for me, I would look at the situation. I'm like, okay, this mode, Player Unknown's Battleground, actually became came out of other mods from a game called Arma 3, like DayZ, um, and a couple other uh, games like that. Uh, Was H1Z1, King of the Kill. That is a similar game to Player Unknowns. So this concept of a hundred people in a map, in you know one person left isn't new they actually had a uh, hunger games mode in minecraft of all things so I I get what they're saying I and it's kinda weird because the people that they're trying to you know call out are the people that are developing the platform that their game is on you I mean they the engine that their game is on so the so epic makes unreal engine 4 so it's a little weird it's like calling its its just I don't know it's like the McNuggets calling out McDonald's I guess does that make any sense that does not make any sense just ignore that metaphor that was a horrible metaphor I'm sorry (laughs) but uh, Bluehole the people that make PlayerUnknown calling out Epic for this you know this quote-unquote stealing whatever of the idea it it makes sense because they are using you know if they're using them in promotional material Say, oh, this game is like that game. And the uh, Fortnite version of uh, Battlegrounds is free. Which undercuts them a little bit more. I see where they're coming from. But I I don't know where they're going to go from here. I don't know where they will go from here. Because the people that own the engine are the people you're suing. So I don't know how that's going to work. It's just a really weird story. And I was like, hmm. And I, I feel like it's a little embarrassing. And a little, I don't know. It's just... It was just an odd story, so let me get, let me know what you guys think about it. Do you think that they're in the right for calling out the other guys for for uh, you know copying their uh, gameplay? I don't know. I really don't know. It's like a gray area, so I don't know. That was kind of I kind of fizzled out on that story because it became really wordy. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna go into the topic of the week and. I wanted to talk about one of my favorite game series and uh, it's going to be a, like nice short uh uh-huh. let's keep it under f- five-ish minutes ten minutes at the most topic here Borderlands 3 okay so what happened is Gearbox made this game called Battleborn last year and it's kind of like a hero shooter it's similar to overwatch but it's not overwatch even though it looks a lot like overwatch it has a lot of differences But it didn't catch on, and and it became free to play after a while, and now they're winding down on that game, there's going to be one more patch for Battleborn, and then Gearbox Software, they make the Borderlands trilogy, or, well, it's going to be a trilogy, the Borderlands, the first two Borderlands games, they made those, and now they're focusing all their attention on a third game. So, I just wanted to read this quote, or these couple of quotes from the CEO of Gearbox and tell you why I kind of disagree with him. So he wanted to, he was talking about the art direction for Borderlands. So if you haven't seen Borderlands, let me describe the game a little bit to you just real quick. It is a shooter where you pick a here. There's four classes in each game and each class has its own specific, you know, loadout and specials that in skill tree that you can level up. And as you go through the game, you pick up better loot. It's kind of like a Diablo like game but it's a shooter similar to destiny honestly so you keep picking up these guns and then you get better guns better guns better guns as you go throughout the game and you go through a a storyline and it's kinda shooty 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 grind up your level grind up your gear get better get and there's not really any super intensive gear in this game it's just armor and weapons that you're getting better of and then they have zany humor and the artwork is kind of like a cel-shaded-ish look to it. It's a very unique look. Everything kind of has a hand-drawn texture to it. It looks really, really cool. It has a unique, you know, identity to it. So, when so, they're making the trilogy, or they're making the third game right now. And Randy Pitchford, which is the CEO of Gearbox, said this about the art style, which I completely and utterly disagree with. So, here we go. I knew it was, okay, hold on, go back real quick, Pitchford said he knew when he, he decided to go with the cartoon art style, it would fix the dissonance between the visuals and the gameplay, which is kind of like brutal, bloody shooting gameplay, but it would also put a limit on Borderlands potential audience. Here's his quote, quote, I knew it was putting a ceiling on us because there's theirs, especially back then. There's just a huge percentage of the gaming audience that does not want a cartoon he explained. You know, for me, I disagree with this. People want a unique experience, I think. I think that Borderlands is a hugely successful game. He actually says that to him it's a failure, all right? Which which bothered me too because uh, yeah. Anyway, he says, while he's, set, he's not sad about Borderlands 2 sales, Pitchford noted that there's still a whole lot of people in the world who didn't buy it. Okay, dude. <laughs> this is his quote for that. He said, our mission is to entertain the world. So we are dis- dismal of, we, it's such a bad quote, I didn't even wanna read it right now. I, I, let me finish real quick, okay. Our mission is to entertain the world so we are dismal failures borderlands is a horrific failure if our goal is to entertain the world he explained there's seven billion people in the world what's 25 million 30 million units that sucks laugh that's what he said and he laughed yeah uh that's just a stupid shitty way to look at your series honestly to me Um, 25 to 30 million people that's a lot of people that love this game people play this this game for hundreds if not thousands of hours because it's one of those games you can keep going with you can keep getting better loot it's a loot game people love loot games and this it's 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 sad to me to think that the creator well he's not the creator of the game he's just the head of the studio that creates the game but it's just sad to see quotes like this from people that don't get their game because this game has its own look has its own feel has its own personality I do feel like the sequel Borderlands 2 of course had a little bit of too it got a little too wacky got a little too internet humory but honestly that can change that you can tone that down for the the third game it doesn't have to be so ridiculous you know and have like little troll faces or whatever I don't know if it actually had troll faces, but it had some really dumb internet humor in there. I I don't know. It's been years since i played it. It's been 2012 now, so it's five years ago I played this game. But anyway, I do remember it had some just crazy humor in it that didn't really fit because the first game had humor in it, but it wasn't that off the wall and wacky, you know. It can always be toned down for the third game. But the art style is unique. Nothing else in the entire games industry. In an in, in entire medium, like in all of media, looks like Borderlands. Borderlands looks so specific. You look at Borderlands, you know that's Borderlands just because of the way it's drawn, the way it's put out, the graphics, the style, the, the character work. Everything in the game has its own look and that's appealing in itself. It doesn't have to be, you know, oh it's a cartoon, <laughs> I'm not going to play it. Come on guys. The biggest, One of the biggest shooters in the world right now, Overwatch, looks like a Pixar movie. Everybody loves this game. It's so deep and everybody loves how it plays and all the characters and it. it has its own identity. It's important for this this game to have its own identity. So for the CEO of the company to say that the art is holding them back, I feel like the art put them in the place they're in. I feel like without this artwork, if this game just looked like a Call of Duty, this game just looked like oh, it looks like kind of like a Far Cry or something, but less beautiful. It looks brown and muddy. Because if you look, there's original, there's an original trailer out there for Borderlands. Google, go to YouTube, look this up. It's called Borderlands original Tra- uh, trailer. Borderlands original trailer. Borderlands um, no cell shaded trailer. You can find it pretty easily. <sighs> Sorry, I'm getting a little a little heated. Of of course I don't I don't get pissed about stuff like this, but <laughs> uh, if you look at that original trailer, it looks very plain Jane. looks very just lackluster. You know, you look at it, you're like, this doesn't have its own style. This doesn't have its own character. This doesn't have its own personality. And I just get frustrated with that quote in general. And I, I'm done with my rant on that that whole topic, but. I, I love Borderlands it's one of my favorite games so what I wanted to talk about for the entire topic the rest of the topic it's almost over I'm, I swear I'll stop talking I know I've, I did a long one last episode I don't, don't want to go drag it out <laughs> anyway I'm, I'm just doing weird non non sequiturs today anyway 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 okay Borderlands 3 what I want from the game I want it to be I, I know this is going to sound dumb but I want it to be similar to Destiny and I don't want it to be a copy of Destiny I want it to be Borderlands the universe that they have with the humor they have maybe tone down just the hair so it's not so wacky it's wacky but not too wacky it's kind of like if you go if you cross a line it just becomes cringy you know I want it to be the Borderlands universe where you can make your own character on your own style it doesn't even have to be make your own character Uh, it could be you know uh, like it could have the four. it can have a four class system again you can have four main characters I we just want I just want it to be where you can go and do missions with people in the in this entire big universe like a giant open world or multiple planets because it is one of those games that they can go to different planets you can go to that moon satellite thing from Borderlands pre-sequel, which I actually never played. But anyway, you can go there. You could go to Pandora, which is the main planet they're usually on. And you can jump between planets and you can play. It's similar to Destiny. has the humor. has the loot. But then you can actually upgrade your armor for your character. Uh, do your different colors and make it look really crazy and wild. And maybe have your own car. And I know it's it feels a lot like Destiny, but I feel like Destiny took a lot from... Borderlands and and Diablo and the uh, grindy uh, loot-based game, you know. We basically I want the game to be co-op that's seamless and it's fun to play with people, and I want it to be a giant world where you can go in there, play with your friends or not, still have a good time, and have a very unique-looking character, even if it is four main uh, vault hunters but you can just deck them out in this crazy armor with this really awesome art style. And I really hope they do this. I don't know if they will, but I feel like this is the direction they should go in. I feel like it should be more of a communal game and this type of game is really popular now with Destiny, The Division, I think Ghost Recon Wildlands has some ins- some ish way, you know. It's similar to that, but I would say probably more like Division, Destiny. Those are like those two games uh, open world, it's really easy to pop in and out with people. You get loot, make your character look cool, and that's all I would really want because if they keep the similar gameplay and the guns, the insane guns with the really cool effects and you know, armor that does really cool things and looks awesome on you, and then you can upgrade your car to drive it faster, maybe put some rockets on there or some crazy thing because this world has so much. You know, it's kind of like a Fallout-looking world because everything's you know everything's kind of trashed and everything's kind of you know hastily built. So having a cool car where it looks like you know kind of like a junk car with like like a Mad Max-style car, you know, with just like really cool like you know flames painted on the side, like really huge tires. You know, there's so much they could do with the with that game. I just want it to be fun. I want it to look fun. I want this beef play fun. I want it to be wacky. I want it to be a cartoon. Going full circle back to the original quote, it needs to be a little cartoony and just really fun and off the wall. I want this game to be fun, like ah. Uh, and I think about Borderlands three, I don't know once or twice a month, because I loved Borderlands two and I haven't went back to it, but I I just love loot games and I really hope. They nail that one I'm really excited to see what they have and yeah I think that's gonna wrap up our show this week honestly Borderlands 3 please be good please oh also they have a copyright for border worlds hmm interesting <laughs> thank you so much guys I love you all the people that watch or listen mostly listeners I do have a YouTube channel where I post the video version of this, but it's just me talking to a camera, so I just put it on that platform for people who use YouTube more often. It's nice to have it there. But if you're listening to the podcast and you enjoy it, let me know on Twitter. My Twitter is at Frantic Society, Frantic S-O-C-I-E-T-Y, that's how you spell it, Frantic Society, and Leave me an iTunes review if you have the time. It's not a force. I'm not forcing you to do it, but I don't have any yet. I I didn't even uh, review my own podcast. Hold on. Let me mute that. My phone's going off. Sonic ringtone. Um, That means I have to go. (laughs) Uh, But thank you so much for watching, and I hope you guys keep on watching. Let me know how you feel about the show on Twitter, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Uh, We're going to need a lot of guns. Pandora's changed, are you ready?